it's the next level. Welcome, Primers, into this hour issue 117 of the DC Primetime Podcast from the next level. Oh, God damn it. From the spotlight. I almost get confused now at this point because it's so new. Uh, from the spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network, I am Ben Beck. And from the Caffeine Crew cast of pods, I am Rob Martin. And if there's any indication that we don't edit a lot of, out of a lot out of our podcasts, you just got a prime example. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so easy for me to just say, screw it. Let's just start over. And nope, I don't do that because we like to keep things as natural as possible. And with the exception of audio issues, we very seldomly ever edit anything out. Oh, no, yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's rare. <laughs> it's I like rare. it that way, though. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, I'd rather off the cuff. I'm like, cause guess what? We, as much as we do these kinds of shows, uh, we make mistakes all the time. And, uh, it's a reminder that, hey, we're not perfect because we even know that. <laughs> so exactly. I mean, sometimes like you get, you can listen to those over edited podcasts that just kind of, you, you could tell they're over edited and such, but no, I like things to be as natural as possible. And I think that's one of the reasons why we have the f- listenership that we do. I, I I would hope, maybe we'll see. Well, I don't know. <laughs> we just lost half our we just lost half our listeners now. And they're like, "You guys don't edit your show? God, you're lazy." And I'm, I'm like, "Uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm out. Forget it. I'm done." I was like, "You know, what? lazy. Fine. I'm gonna take a nap." <laughs> so, <laughs> but I will say it's very nice having um our audio issues sorted out. Oh we, my god, yes. We've been having over the and mostly on my end, I, I still to this day don't know what was causing them, but I know what fixed them. And uh I'm happy about it. So our our audio issues for the past couple of weeks have been so much better and we're sounding great and well, audio wise, I don't know about us personally, but eh, we're, <laughs> we're 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 good enough. <laughs> exactly. But this is issue 117. We're just two weeks away from all of the shows coming back, and that's why this one will be our aptly named Arrowverse Preview Special, which I don't know how much we're going to give you, but we're going to uh, we're going to go over the season premiere synopsis for the four key shows, those being Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. And Rob and I, as long these have been posted for a couple weeks, neither one of us has read these yet. No, nothing. Uh, actually, I. I'm kind of happy that I feel like I haven't really looked at much at all um, as far as the upcoming seasons. And I know that's kind of our job, <laughs> but it, it's I, I feel nice going into the season kind of cold. Yeah. Like I watched the very first video or trailer for any of these shows this morning while you and I were, were doing show prep. And that's it. Uh, and it's only for The Flash. It's the only thing I've watched really anything for. And um I feel really happy about that. I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I do too. And this is, it, yeah, it's one of those things that we, I've watched a couple trailers for the shows and things like that. But other than that, I, I mean, and obviously we know the, the casting and such because we, we check the news feeds all the time, multiple times a day. 
And so we know a lot of the casting buzz about these shows. But yeah, I, I haven't read any of these synopsises. I've only watched a couple of videos and such. So I'm really going into these seasons blinder than I usually do. And after the struggle of what these last seasons were, I'm kind of mm. liking that. It's, yeah. it's not overly raising my hopes, which uh, I'm kind of going in kind of neutral. And I think that's going to help. Yeah, no, um, I, I really do. And I, again, this kind of, as you mentioned, it's, it's, it's after last year. I kind of need that. Um, you know, as we go through and talk about like the, the preview synopsis is for the upcoming four shows that we're talking about. Cause reminder, uh, Black Lightning is not in this mix for us, uh, until, uh, we hit the off season. Um, but Probably closer, <sighs> I think what Christmas break and New Year's when the other shows go on break is when we're going to, we're going to tackle Black Lightning because I yeah, think it'll be it, pretty much wrapped by then, I think. Yeah, I, I think we're, we still have to hash out if we're just going to wait until it's fully wrapped. So we're not doing it while it's kind of like, hey, we're going to talk about now and we'll talk about the last two episodes like in six months. Um, but we'll we'll make sure it, it works where you're hearing everything in, in, in a whole. But really, the, yeah, I mean, that's it, it's interesting to, to think of, you know, how rough the seasons were last year. And with the exception of one, there was a show that we, we basically gave it an 11 out of 10. Uh, but, uh, you know, everything else was middling. It wasn't terrible. It was just, well, eh, no, there was one. <laughs> uh, there was one that was terrible. Uh, but the the rest of the, the stuff was very middling this year across across the board. I mean, Black Lightning had a pretty strong first season, but still a lot of room for improvement. Uh, you same thing, which you kind of expect from a, a pilot season one. Season, it, yeah. It's season one, figuring out what the show is going to be. Uh, but you know, Supergirl gave us a, a very good, competent season. We had a very good, competent season of the Flash. But f- saying the Flash had a good, competent season is not good for the Flash. Flash usually should just wow us and knock our socks off. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. You know, and and, and Arrow. Um, there's a lot that could have been better about Arrow. And so it's especially coming off season five, going into season six. So season seven, it's what like we have, I think, this high expectations this year for all the shows. And so. rightfully so. I mean, we, we should have high expectations, but it's nice. Even though we have those high expectations, we we're still going into it neutralized. Yeah. By not absolutely. having read too much. So as we read these synopsises, literally, I have them pulled up to, to read them. This was this is the first as you hear me read these words. This is the first time reading them. Uh, and first yeah. you are hearing them. So absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that because, again, man, two weeks is not a long time for the start the stuff to start kicking off. Uh, I mean, like we get Supergirl next Sunday night, um, which means you'll hear about it the following week. But um and then I think we have one other show kicking off next week, but we'll get into that as you read the synopsis and all. So, um, so I guess uh, shall we start with Supergirl? Well, I want to say too. Um, oh sure, actually. Oh, oh my God! Wait a minute. Flash is back this week. This week, Flash is back on Tuesday. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Um, and unless my guide is off, uh, Flash uh, is uh, back on Tuesday. I, I did not know this. <laughs> um, hold on. Um, I'm I'm reconfirming this as we speak. But I know one of the other things I want to say, too, is that um, next week, well, we might be changing this plan now uh, <laughs> slightly. We're still going to do it. But I know next week we are also going to be talking about Titans because the first one or two episodes, dude, October 9th, Flash is back this week. Oh, wow. So we get to talk Titans and Flash. Titans uh, and the, the Flash premiere. Uh, okay, I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. 
Yeah, and then the following week we have Supergirl on Sunday and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow are the that following week. That's right. I forgot we had a weird rolling start this year with uh, the way the shows are coming out. So, hey, yeah. you know what? So you guys get a double dose of stuff. So we're back in the thick of things next week, man. Black Lightning <laughs> is also this week, too. But we're since we're not talking about that yet, right. we're, um, you right. know, but yeah, Black, Flash and Black Lightning both returned this week. All right. Wow. I was not, I was not aware of that. See, this is what happens. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> when we go into this neutralized and blind and we haven't been paying as much attention to this as we should have. <laughs> well, we start to pay a lot more attention when the seasons go. But to be fair, there's been a lot of crazy news this summer uh, across the board, especially with DC Universe in the mix and all that stuff. So uh, we I feel like that we've done a good job still this summer keeping up with the news. It's just harder to keep up with uh, premiere dates when your 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 brain is dealing with that much information that you're trying to uh, get reset. And we're so used to everything kind of kicking off the same week that it's kind of a big change up for us mentally. So. Dude, yeah, it happens, I, but I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm really excited now that the Flash yeah. is coming back this week. More I'm like more because of the fact that I, I'm getting. You and I talked about this during show, show prep too. I I just recently upgraded my 32 inch TV in my living room to a 55 inch 4K, and it doesn't come in until Monday tomorrow or whatever day you're listening to this. I'll, I'll have it on Monday. I'm excited now that the Flash will be one of the first things I get to watch on it. That's not a bad thing. No, it's kind of cool. Not I'm, a bad thing at all. I'm kind of excited for this week now. That's awesome. Even more so. Uh, I'm very, very happy myself. So. <laughs> so next week now, we're changing this off the cuff, but next week we're going to be talking uh, the Flash premiere and as well as the first, is it one or two episodes of Titans that are going to be debuting? I think it's only episode one. It's episode We're one. getting one episode per week, so it's going to premiere every Friday. So the Lucky uh, Bastards at New York Comic Con were the ones that got to see the first two. Right, right, right. Okay. Right. And, and we'll get into a little Titans conversation in, in – well, actually, how about this? Let's start with a little Titans talk at the beginning of this here with um, – uh, because it's part of the news, but we're also going to be doing – the next week, it's half of the episode is going to be all about Titans, and the other half is going to be all about The Flash. Um, so we'll add that kind of in our – preview even though it's kind of getting the same treatment that we're treating black lightning and the rest of the dc universe shows later um where more than likely more than likely titans is going to be getting its full uh review from us during the christmas break but i don't think black lightning will be done by then i think black lightning will will be wrapping up in the uh, we'll be doing that in the summer along with doom patrol and things like that but will titans uh, be wrapped by then uh yes i believe so i think it's 13 episodes starting this week so it should be wrapping up, uh, I believe, I even have a calendar here for when that's going to be. It, it wraps at the very end of December. So Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, that's that's the beauty of the DC Universe is they don't have to take weeks off for uh, for the holiday schedules and things like that like the network shows do. Uh, it looks like it's going to be based on their, their little grid that they released. Uh, it looks like more than likely Titans will be uh, wrapping up probably the week of Christmas. So. Oh, cool. So over Christmas break, we'll be going through the full, yeah, the full gambit so we'll, of Titans. We'll be giving you it all at, right after it wraps up, So, it, we'll, which will be perfect. Uh, it's The timing couldn't be better. Yeah, because um, we're, we're going to be watching it week to week anyway, but and, it's going to be – we won't be talking about it on the podcast until Christmas. Right. Um, 
Wow. Um, wow. There's a lot to talk about here today. <laughs> so, um, but you know, what? I, you know, what? I'm just going to roll some of that Titan stock right together into this, if that's okay. Sure. Go for uh, it. And uh, so to give everybody an idea. So at New York Comic Con, which is happening as we speak, it's still wrapping up. Um, DC did release the DC Universe schedule for their originals. Uh, so uh, obviously this week we have Titans getting ready to kick off. That runs to the end of December, but then January through February. We're getting the first half of Young Justice Season 3 Outsiders. Then mid-February, Doom Patrol will start, which it will run till June, which is perfect for us. Um, and then Young Justice will wrap up in that June-July timeline. But Swamp Thing will also kick off in June and run till September. So that'll give us that perfect amount of time to talk Swamp Thing at the last half of the, uh, the summer break. And then September of 2019, running through December, will be Stargirl. So that will get wrapped up. So everything works out perfectly for us. So uh, Titans will review during our uh, winter break this year. Uh, Young Justice, we uh, may get to talk about during the spring break timeline, maybe. Yeah, because usually then, right before they head into May sweeps, they take another week or two off. Exactly. So, so. we'll talk about the first half of Young Justice. And then because Doom Patrol starts in February, we'll do a preview episode of Doom Patrol. Uh, and that wraps in June, which uh, summer summer's schedule is already going to be in effect. So we'll be talking Black Lightning. Doom Patrol will just wrap. And then Swamp Thing starts in June and ends in September. So September to October, while we're waiting for shows to kick off, we'll be reviewing Swamp Thing. And then Stargirl runs September to December, which means December uh, break. We'll talk about Stargirl next year. Yeah. So I, I, and then I, Harley Quinn is October into uh, mid January, which is the other animated. So it's gonna um, be yeah, it's gonna it be works great. Perfectly, it works beautifully for our show. It's so. gonna be great because if we if you're not aware, as we had mentioned a couple weeks ago too, we kind of changed the format of the podcast a little bit in that you know during the fall we're going to talk about the main the four main Arrowverse shows: Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and then we're kind of breaking our show up into two seasons. There's the fall season, which would be Arrowverse. And then the summer season, which will be DC Universe, as Rob had just mentioned, all the shows and when we'll be covering them, uh, which kind of works because I'm going to be honest with you. We've been doing this podcast for, what, three, four years now? Uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow was when that first season started. So we're on year three uh, officially. OK, yeah. So or, it, wait, uh, no, I no, think we're, year we're, four. we're going going into year four. Yeah. We're, year four is about to begin. Um, so. It's been a struggle coming up with filler shows for the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, and DC Universe kind of uh, has rescued us from that and now has given us year-round content. So uh, uh, you guys will always have something new and uh, we'll make sure that uh, content works. It will still be fun episodes and, you know, interviews and such like we did for the 100th. We'll, we'll, we'll really focus on uh, having some of that content there and ready for you guys as it happens for you because we love doing it. We love talking to these people. Uh, ben was has made some new contacts for two of our biggest heroes. Um, uh, so we will definitely have a lot of fun to bring you guys uh, in, in the coming months. And not only that, but with these, all these new shows, like it's one thing to have only four shows to reach out to, you know, for interviews and things like that, as we've done. We're going to have eight. <laughs> and now we so. have so many more shows for me to reach out to, to kind of set up interviews with. And they're they're It's a good time to do that because they're going to want to put as much publicity and promotion behind these shows as possible for a streaming network. So there's a good opportunity that if I reach out to, you know, uh, PR for Titans or PR for Swamp Thing or Harley Quinn or whatever, 
there's a good chance we're going to get some of these people on the podcast because they're going to want to promote it. So trust me, we're, I'm going to be working hard on that. And, you know, we've brought you interviews before. We're going to continue to bring them as we, as we go. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's the really great thing about that. So, but yeah, so as we mentioned Titans though, um, you know, we, we'll talk to you guys about that next week. But one of the great things though, too, is, um, everybody was kind of closely watching New York comic con because Thursday night before and preview night, they actually showed the first two episodes and uh, Friday morning, uh, the the response of the show, uh, the embargo lifted. People were allowed to talk. Um, it got really great reviews from folks. Everybody says the show is fantastic. A uh, bit of a slow burn, but they said it is wonderfully, wonderfully done. Uh, they said the cast works flawlessly. And they said this is a beautiful blend of somewhere between the Arrowverse and then the Marvel Netflix shows. They said it has the violence and the adult content and manner that you would expect of the stuff that you see on Netflix, but that humor and heart from the Arrowverse is there too. So they said it's this beautiful mix and blend. So it uh, makes me very excited to, uh, to be able to talk about that in full next week. Yeah, we did find out officially too from a couple of the actresses in the show. Uh, we found out Tegan Croft who plays, um, you know, Raven. Uh, we did say we're going to see there's the evolution of her clothing that you see her street clothing to be closer to the classic comic book throughout the season. Anna Diop, who plays Starfire, a.k.a. Coriander, is also confirmed. Again, same exact thing. So if you guys are still concerned and still worried, uh, I got a lot of words for every hater out there. Everybody said Anna Diop was the breakout and uh, best character in the show by far. And they said she rocks as as playing Starfire. And they said, do not dismiss her whatsoever, regardless of what your thoughts on the costume designs were or anything. They said, Please put it aside. They said she is fantastic. So uh, so really exciting stuff. But it's even crazier. Even before it, it previewed, we found out the that Titans has indeed been picked up for season two already. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, they have plans for up to season three. They already announced that Deathstroke and Jericho are coming to the show. We don't know if we're going to see any of them in season one, but we know they're coming and it's going to be a brand new version. It's not going to be Manuel Bennett. It's not going to be. Uh, Joe uh, Manganello, it's it's going to be a brand new version of the character. They said it's going to be very much in line. We've got to add a little bit more about Batman. Batman's kind of the cold blooded kind of like over the top uh, killer, very much in line with Jason Todd in this world. It's going to be a very different take on things all altogether, which is why Robin breaks away. So those shots where everybody's like, you know, Robin's breaking necks and killing people. Everybody said not at all. That is not the case whatsoever. It's actually the reason why he breaks away. So we're we're seeing a very different kind of Elseworlds version of the Titans here. Um, but it sounds like we're in for a massive treat. So I'm very, very excited. Yeah, so. I, I am too. And you and I, have we've always been uh, – we haven't been skeptics of this at all. We've been supporters of this from the beginning, even though the trailers, the whole F Batman thing that people had a problem with. Uh, we never really did. We were always behind this, and I'm really excited to not only watch it this week, but uh, to 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 – Talk about it for all yeah. you guys next week too. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 super pumped. So, um, and I you know everybody's even saying you know to expect a really awesome version of Donna Troy in the show, and it sounds like we're we're, we're in for a massive love letter to Titans fans. So uh, I think we're we're in for a really cool ride, and I'm sure you're going to definitely be getting a Titans minute from us uh, as it's um, unfolding because I know this is going to be a show I'm going to be glued to weekly. So oh yeah, me too. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh to to talking about it. Yeah. Uh so uh Supergirl. 
yeah, let's uh, let's go through these synopsises, and yeah, we'll start with Super. Well, I don't know. Maybe we should start with the Flash because Flash is debuting before any of them. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, so obviously, we're you know jumping into the Flash, which is premiering this week, uh, Tuesday, October 9th. Um, yeah, we the title season premiere is titled Nora, which we kind of already had a feeling about, but I'm just gonna go right into as soon as I find out where the hell it went. <laughs> um, oh, there it is. I had it, and I, I went, uh... <laughs> the the synopsis, from what I can see already, just kind of glancing at it, seems pretty basic, and doesn't really tell us a lot. Uh, after an unexpected guest from the future, Nora West Allen, played by Jessica Parker Kennedy, appears at their home, Barry and Iris must figure out how to get her back to the future <laughs> without disrupting the timeline, <laughs> even more than she already has. Team Flash must work together to send Nora back while simultaneously fighting off another villainous meta. Doesn't really tell us a lot, is pretty much a, a basic synopsis for the season. And I just chuckled at Back to the Future just because anybody who knows me knows why. Um, and we, in our prep, kind of took a break and watched something particular uh, before we started talking about this that related to Back to the Future. But mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't really reveal too much. We already knew that Nora was there. We had met her a number of times throughout the last couple seasons, or not through the, the last season of the last couple shows. <clears throat> excuse me and we know that by the end by the season finale that she is barry and iris's daughter and that something was screwed up something has happened with the timeline so there's really nothing revealed much in this season um season premiere synopsis but i didn't really think there would be yeah be I, mean, I mean i have a feeling a lot of these are going to be kind of paper thin but i mean i what are your expectations out of this season well, we did watch that one trailer for uh, for the season. It was one of the first trailers I know you had watched, and it was one of a couple that I've seen, and it, uh, titled Warzone for The Flash. It's the most recent preview for the season. And I'll tell you, it looks like it, it kind of... I, I want to watch my words, because I don't want to say it seems like a dozen, because that gets very touchy, and people can take that a completely different way and make it seem like it's it's going to be more like Arrow-esque, and that, that's not the case at all. Um, it looks, from what I can see, um, we get our first looks at Cicada in, in the trailer, um, and we do see, it, it almost seems like, and I, I do remember this being something that I had mentioned last season, that it seemed like if this mystery girl, who we now know as Nora, was indeed their daughter, there seemed to be a little bit of resentment between Nora and Iris. And that's kind of looking like it's playing out uh, in this trailer. Yeah, we do see quite a few hints of that, where you can definitely see that Nora and Barry have a close father-daughter relationship. Uh, one of the things that really jumped out in the recent trailer we watched, too, is we see the return of uh, the newspaper um, that was very prevalent in the first few seasons of the show of uh, the Flash disappearing in the crisis. So I'm very curious to see how that's going to how that's going to play into this. Uh, and if we're going to start finding out more details about that incident, and I, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a big, big proponent of all this. Um because obviously based on on Nora, uh, a.k.a. XS, like her age, um, you know, we know that Barry disappears in 2025. So Nora really does not know her father at all, um, I would assume, based on, her, you know, the age that she's meant to be. So I'm very curious to see how all that's going to play in because we're going to find out what that post-crisis universe was 
and what that you know resulting incident was that caused him to disappear. So this is, I think, a really fun, interesting setup for for the season. And uh, it, while I do think you're right, I think it does have some tones that makes it feel like it could be a very dark season. And I know, yes, I don't want to blend again, as you put it. Yeah, too, it's it's kind of touchy. That, but I mean, it's kind of hard not to view it as this could be kind of a dark season. I mean, again, last season was pretty damn dark, too. But I, I ultimately think that out of all these shows, The Flash manages to handle humor and a, sometimes a dark plot and a premise together fairly well because it's been, if you really think about it, pretty intensely dark season since the start. Yeah. As much as people may want to argue against it. I mean, like the Barry trying to get his father out of prison for the, you know, for wrongfully accused of murdering his, his mother. You know, it's it's like all these things, you know, the River Flash is a twisted, psychotic villain. You know, Zoom was as equally as much so as was Savitar, as was DeVoe. I mean, like, they're good villains. Uh, some of them not written as well as others, but, um, you know, Cicada's gonna build for a very dark villain as well. For I sure, mean, he's yeah. gonna be an equally as twisted villain, so... Uh, and again, he's somebody known for killing people that the Flash has saved. Um, and think about Team Flash in that mix, man. Like he has saved all of them numerous times. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a death of a major character again this season. And I'm, I, hopefully it's not another Tom Cavanaugh character. <laughs> yeah, because that seems to be the way it happens every every time. But I, from from what we know from the synopsis and what we've seen from that Warzone trailer, my prediction is going to kind of play out that. I think this is something where it, and uh, you know, you heard me chuckle at the, the back to the future reference, but I think, I almost think that's something that's almost going to kind of come into play. And I, I'm thinking more specifically, specifically of the words Doc Brown says is that no one should know too much about their own future. And how do you prevent that when you have your own daughter coming from the future for help? <clears throat> There's going to be things that are going to be revealed about your future. And I think. When you mentioned the article that we see about Flash missing in 2025, I think, you know, he to this point still he's seen this article many times. He knows it's out there and every once in a while it's kind of fallen to the background and, and forgotten about. I think it's going to come big into play. And I think not only is it going to come back into play, I think it's going to be revealed very early on exactly why he's disappeared. And I think some of that resentment that we're going to see between Iris and Nora is because of the fact that. Not just, not only does Iris know about it, but she was also the one that wrote the article on it. So yeah. I, I think, you know, um, a daughter is going to look at that as in her mother doesn't really care that he's gone. Like, how could you, how could you write an article about my father's disappearance instead of stepping up to try and help this to solve it? Yeah, uh, it's it, there's a lot of interesting pieces, I think, that are going to fall into play here. And, it, you know, the biggest concern I do have is you have a new flashpoint and um, essentially happening. It, it's just uh, it, through the eyes of a different speedster. So while that's, I think, a great premise, the one concern I have is that the end of the season is Things undoing. Gonna, yeah, it's undoing everything that that happens this season. You know, it's going to feel like a Groundhog's Day or this was all just a dream kind of thing. That is my only concern that um, that they could easily fall fall into that trap. So I hope they're very cautious on how they play with those ideals. Um, so very curious again to see it see it played out. 
Um, I think they could be potentially in a little bit of a dangerous place that they're playing, but I also do trust the writers on the Flash to to try to do this well and do this right. And uh, I think they're going to surprise us. I think we're I think we're in for a, a very pleasant surprise, and I think we're going to end up with a uh, a really fun set of us. So I, I agree with you completely, and it's it's one of those things that you're right. They're they're toying with something that could be dangerous to toy with, but if there's any show out of all of them that can do with the exception of legends um that can do the time travel aspect well and the consequences of time travel it's the flash i'm, uh, I'm actually wondering if we're going to see a little legends crossover somewhere in them too i wouldn't be surprised uh, uh i i would think of all the crossovers that could potentially happen for quick like cameos i think we're i have a feeling and i'm gonna put some i'm gonna put put my my podcasting reputation, which is very small <laughs> on the line here, is saying that I'm pretty sure we're going to see a Legends crossover, even if it's one or two characters coming into play. Because, of, again, uh, we have a brand new Flashpoint, and uh, who better to deal with that than uh, Sarah Lance and, uh, and crew? So you know what? I'll I would take, love to see that happen. I'll take it one step further. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw if we do see this crossover and it happens on Legends. In that, um, in that yeah. we get an episode with the legends in the future, and they happen to meet Nora. That could be pretty cool. That would that happen? Yep, and play out. Um, and uh, yeah, and a Wally West appearance is not <laughs> is not one that will that will work. That's that's a cop out move. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm very curious to see it play out. Um, I, we've already had some interesting episode titles uh, revealed. Uh, one of them being the death of Vibe, which I think is like episode four. I'm, I'm, I can. Pretty much guarantee. I don't think we're seeing uh, Cisco Ramon as episode three. Yeah, episode three. Uh, yeah, uh, the, one of their breakout characters is not going away. That's not going to happen. It's just an interesting title. I think that they threw in there. Um, I, we, I, we may see some transitions on what the characters are, but maybe that's about yeah. It. That's what I was going to say. I I think maybe we could see something happen where he no longer where Cisco is no longer vibe. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, um, uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Ralph versus uh, Sherlock Wells uh, as they both <laughs> try to one up each other with their detective skills. I think that's going to be quite fun. I don't think um, I don't know if we're going to get Kavanaugh in the first episode. I don't know if we're going to um, get him. I think they said it's a few episodes in. Before yeah, we see him. I, I think they're going to take the first couple episodes to kind of set up the whole set Nora, up their, their Nora premise. Barry. Yeah. Iris dynamic, but yeah, uh, he's list. Tom Cavanaugh is listed in the credits, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to be in it. Yeah, so. uh, but yeah, high expectations from us. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, I guess on to Supergirl. Yep. So the season premiere of premise, uh, season premiere synopsis for Supergirl. Um, the title of the episode is escaping me in the article. American Alien is the season four premiere for Supergirl. Uh, diving back into reporting, Kara welcomes a new cub reporter to Catco. Meanwhile, James and Lena argue about James's impending indictment for acting as the vigilante guardian, while Alex and Brainy struggle to get in sync at the DEO. Supergirl is called into action when remnants of anti-alien terrorist organization Cadmus try to assess, try to assassinate pro-alien leaders, but their endgame turns out to be much more sinister than she expected. John relishes his peaceful new life, but an outing with an old friend causes him concern. So quite a bit there, actually, in the premise for the season premiere of season four. More yeah. than I kind of expected from a from a synopsis. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I think I think we're we're gonna see this is going to be like a ref- uh, a fresh new start, I think, for Supergirl. Kind of like a uh, reboot. 
Yeah, it, it kind of is. I mean, I think we're going to see such a big dynamic change. Like, it's kind of like how, you know, Martian Manhunter is going to fit into the picture of all this stuff. You know, are we going to see Lena start really going off the deep end? We have characters like Mercy Graves coming in this season, which is a huge character. Uh, you know, Lex's bodyguard, essentially. You know, how is that going to play out? Otis is coming in for Christ's sake. This year. I love it. <laughs> and I love the fact that they made Otis uh, um, Mercy's brother. So uh, it sounds like he, I guess he's going to be kind of like a bruiser. So uh, so very curious to see how that's going to play off as well. But, um, you know, it's going to be a very different year now, too, because we, we you know, the, the whole rain plot that we had Samantha and, and Ruby in from the beginning of last year, um, them not being a part of this. They were such a large part of the cast last year. It uh, feels like we're, we're losing so many people. Uh, you know, we're losing Win uh, for for the foreseeable season. Uh, we're going to see him every once in a while, but uh, you know, Brainy be taking over as kind of that lead character to kind of change the levity of things quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's going to be such a massive shift. And then obviously, we know we're going to probably see a very heavy season with Alex uh, going through the adoption process. Uh, I know it's going to be a huge proponent for her this year as well. So, um, and yeah, as you mentioned too, the stuff with James and that, um, in, in how that's going to impact his life and running Catco and all these pieces. And uh, I'm very, very curious. And we have a very interesting uh, setup for villains this year. So yeah, it's it's going to be a really crazy restart for Super Rebels as a whole. Well, not only that, but I one of the things I would really like to see this season happen because we do know that Cadmus still Cadmus does still exist, as we did here mention in the storyline for for this premiere, and we do know that James is under indictment for for being Guardian. So it's kind of been revealed already that he 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 is Guardian. One of the things I think could actually we could kind of see happen is we could kind of see the two stories merge into what I had initially said I would have liked to have seen from the, the beginning in that Guardian becomes kind of like the the protector of Cadmus. And uh, yeah, I could see him him having a role into, you know, him losing his role at Catco because of the situation and going to work for Cadmus. Um, and that could that could tie those old plot threads together that a lot of us expect Guardian to have involvement where. Yeah. There and, uh, and maybe trying to turn Cadmus around. So that could be very interesting to see how that may play off. So I, I'm I'm very all in for what that that could mean for the show. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Like, see, this cost him his job at at, at Catco, and you know, like you said, turn Cadmus around. Like something, the leads of this Cadmus sect are are, are captured, and pe- new people come in to take it over. It could. I could even see it being something very interesting, a new twist where since John is no longer with the DEO, perhaps John takes over Cadmus. Yeah. Um, and anything could really happen with this. Wow. There's, there's so much to unpack. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think this is going to be, um, that continued transformation that we've been watching happen slowly over the last few years of Supergirl. I, I feel like, Seasons one through three kind of essentially become her origin story as her becoming this character where season one was the real first start of it all. Um, and season three was her kind of coming to grips with Kara versus Supergirl and who she is supposed to be and who she should be. And I think this season we're going to see her very confident, uh, maybe overly confident um, on how things are going to play off. 
But I think we're going to really see her become the the classic character that we expect of her. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, too, because not only do, um, you know, we saw what Kara went through when she lost Monel the first time. Uh, she's losing Monel again in that, you know, we know that Chris is not coming back. Chris Wood is not coming back to the show. And not only is she losing Monel again, but she's also losing Wynn, who has been a confidant from the start of this, from episode yeah. one. So it's going to be interesting to see how that ties into her going forward as well, because she's, she's, she might feel a little bit like she's lost again. Um, and lost, not like in like character and lost as in like, she's lost people in her life. So she's losing Monel again. She's losing Wynn, who again has been a confidant from the start. So it's going to be interesting to see her kind of find new people to confide in because she's got Alex. John has kind of stepped, taken a step away, but I'm sure he's still going to play into that father figure a little bit as he oh, has absolutely. before. Um, but he's not going to be as accessible as he was before since she's not going to see him every day at the DEO. So really right now, the only person she kind of has at the moment is Alex. So it almost leads me to believe maybe there's a possibility of Lena being brought into the fold now and maybe revealing to Lena who she is. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very high possibility that 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 Lena is going to figure out. I think it's not going to be she's going to reveal. I think she's just going to Lena's going to figure it out and Kara is going to try to reveal her herself to her at, at some point in the season and um it's going to backfire in a big big bad way and I think we're going to see Lena's trans you know transformation into a villain type character uh or like kind of the traditional Lex character uh come into play this season. Uh we've been seeing it slowly build up last year, but I think we're going to see a big shift in their dynamic this year alone. So. Yeah, I can see that happening too. Mhm. So, um I don't know if there's really I, I'm I there's know. not really much else I think that we can touch on in Supergirl. I think Supergirl because we really don't know much about the villain yet. You know, we 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 have the little taste, but we also know we have this evil Supergirl that's going to be around now too. Um, you know, and how that how that's going to play in is this going to become like a Power Girl thing, or is this going to be like they mentioned like a Red Sun angle, um, where or Galatea, like they did in Justice League Unlimited, the animated series. Uh, it's kind of to figure out how this whole thing is going to work out. Um, you know, I think both of us agree she's going to probably end up in that Power Girl kind of role by the end of this and end up probably going off to a different Earth by the end uh, to maybe help out in Earth 2 or Earth 3 or something like that. So I think anything could happen. But I, I am looking forward to seeing her go to toe-to-toe with herself kind of this year uh, and them kind of make that something that functions. So I would not be surprised if we see a power girl looking suit by the end of this season somewhere. Yeah. I, I will say though, I, I do see this season playing out in two parts. Um, I, I think we're going to get in the beginning of this, we're going to get this whole anti alien uh, faction protest kind of thing that we're getting that we know we're getting. And I forget the character that's being brought in. Uh, uh yeah. But it's, the leader. It's, yeah, it's um that Sam Whitwer is playing. I, I, I'm, his name is eluding me at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I, I, it's I'm forgetting too. Um, but I think we're gonna see that, and then I think closer to the Christmas break, probably just after, or maybe even just before the crossover, we're gonna start seeing hints of this other Supergirl. Yeah, um, or I, or either that, or they're gonna bust out right out of the gate and go, boom, here you go. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, th- I, I think. I'm kind of thinking they're going to put this off until maybe until after the crossover. 
I think they're going to focus on this whole anti-alien kind of thing. And then once that kind of settled, the dust settles, because I can't see them doing a whole season on this anti-alien stuff. So I think they're going to they're going to focus on one element. And then when they hit the crossover, if just after the crossover, right before the Christmas break, we're going to start getting the hints. Uh, about this other one and then once we come back from christmas that's boom that's when they're going right into this red sun uh alternate supergirl kind of thing and it's gonna i think it's gonna push forward all the way to the end of the season it very well may it very very well may um and i'd be fine with it that way oh yeah i mean and the other option too it's kind of funny i just thought about it is um i think we could also see one other different take on that alternate supergirl we could actually see them kind of play into the Matrix Supergirl storyline. Uh, the Matrix Supergirl being a very big proponent during uh, uh, the death of Superman. Um, that was the kind of protoplasm clone yeah. uh, that that was a very different take uh, of, of Supergirl that we saw before we saw the original Kara Danvers come back into the mix. So there's a lot that they can pull from here to kind of really subvert expectations so they can go with so many angles and i love the fact that based on supergirl's lore they can do so much here and constantly kind of surprises here so i i mean i'm 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 all in i'm i'm excited i think we're going to see a very different supergirl this year and i also think we're going to see a very strong supergirl this year strong is in powerful or strong is in like good writing good writing i okay. think we're going to see we're i think we're going to see a big dynamic shift um, in the show, and I think they're going to stumble in a couple places. I, I really do. I know we know they're going to re relook at that gun debate again this year. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm not too pleased about that, as I know you aren't as well. But uh, one of the things that they handled really well in season two was the xenophobia stuff with the aliens, and I think we're going to see that as a big forefront. And they were able to write that incredibly well back in season two. And I think we're going to see a harder and harder push um, this year, especially more than likely. My guess is we're going to see the death of. Uh, Linda Carter's character this year. I have, I have a very strong feeling we're going to see the death of her as the president. Yeah, I, I think that I think that could happen too. I think it's going to be revealed that she is in fact an alien, and uh, that's going to cause a lot of controversy. And I, th- I think it might lead to assassination. Uh, again, assassination attempt or uh, imprisonment or anything along those lines that kind of s- spins things out of control uh, very quickly. And I think we're going to see Bruce Boxleitner's character uh, as the VP, uh, like the vice president. Um, be step uh, well, step up and mirror a little bit too much of our our, our real world right now. Yeah. I, I, that's I do think we are going to see that, but I think they're going to handle it well. I think they're they're going to do a decent job with it. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that that plays off in a positive way. We know this show is not afraid to make a political jab, and I think we're going to see a hell of a lot of it this year. We shall see. So, uh, but Supergirl premieres for its fourth season Sunday, October fourteenth at eight p.m. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about Arrow season. God, season seven, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I mean, let's hope it can't be. It's got it no, can't be don't, as bad. Don't 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 finish uh, okay. that statement. <laughs> I won't say it. I won't say it. Uh, but we do know season seven premiere is called Life Sentence, following Oliver's shocking decision to turn himself over to the FBI and reveal his identity as the Green Arrow to the public. Oliver has spent the past five months in Slabside Maximum Security Prison. Determined to keep a low profile to shorten his set for the sake of his family, Oliver is tested when he runs into old foes. Meanwhile, Diggle and Dinah have taken on new jobs and left their costumes behind, but not everyone is following suit. With her focus on William... 
Felicity tries to start over, but when someone from her past resurfaces, things become complicated. Uh, James Bamford directing this season premiere. I love when Bamford directs because he, he usually does do a good job. Although I, I might want to re watch that. I might want to restate that because I don't know if he directed that one episode from last season we hated. No, it was okay. Good. Then I stand by my, I stand by my statement. Um, so is good. What, uh, the biggest question I have for you, how many episodes do you think we see Ollie behind jail or behind bars? Um, well, Amel has come out and said that expect him to be locked up for longer than you think. But I think he's saying that because I think he's pe- people are probably thinking he's going to get out in the premiere mm-hmm. and they're going to jump right into the season. I don't think that's the case at all. I'm. I'm going to say it's probably like a good four or five season, four or five episodes into the season. Yeah, my brain was saying five or six episodes. We're yeah. going to see him in there. And I think we're not going to see him out and back as the arrow until close to the crossover. Yeah, because we know it's going to be by the crossover. Although, I don't know, because he has come out and said that he he did he did make a statement on Twitter that he was getting fitted for a new costume for the crossover. Yeah. And he was really stoked for it. I don't know. Now that could mean he's either that could mean a number of different things. It could mean it's a new arrow costume that he's getting. It could mean it's sort of similar to the crossover where we got last year, where since we he's if this is some kind of crisis event and Earth's merge by the end, this could be another character that he's getting to play both. Yeah, it might be. Um, That was one of my thoughts when I saw that that news story as well. Or this Um, could be he's stepping into the role of another hero because somebody else is still filling the role of Arrow at this point. Uh, it could be so many things. <laughs> There's a number of different things that tweet oh, can mean. And that's what, that's one of the reasons why I love Steven is that he posts things, but he's so vague about them that it leaves people questioning. And yeah. he doesn't yeah. reveal a lot. He reveals so much while not revealing a lot at the same time. And I love yeah. it. He's so good at that. Yeah, but I, I do think we're, we're we're only going to see him in there for five or six episodes. I don't think it's it's going to be anything beyond that. It doesn't make a lot of sense to. Um, I don't think you're going to get a good response from your audience um, and the diehard Arrow fanatics. Uh, I, I think that's that'll cause somewhat of a divide, and I think the showrunners know it. So I know that they. I, I'm pretty damn sure, and I think you would agree, is they know that they have limited time to do that without turning people off that expect to see him as the hero. So I think we will definitely see him no more than no more than six episodes. But I think you're right. It's between the two of us. I think four to six episodes is a safe call. Yeah, I I think that's a safe call. And not only that, but I think you're right, too, in that he when he is out of Slabside, I don't think he's going to jump right back into the cowl again or right under the hood again. I think um, I think Mm. there's still going to be maybe an episode or two before he's putting the hood back on. I, I, I'm not certain about that one. Uh, the the reason being, I think, though, too, is you, you're already going to have him not in the costume that entire time he's behind bars. And I have so, to I have to correct myself real quick. The season premiere is not that uh, life sentence. That was the finale. Um, Inmate four five eight seven is the okay. premiere. Sorry. The, okay, but yeah. So I think that's the, I think that's the reason why it's not going to be once he's out. I think he's going to be suited back up because again, that's going to be such a big unveiling moment. Of having him back uh, in in the suit and in a probably a brand new suit, more than likely, 
is my guess. I think we're just going to see a brand new green uh, Green Arrow suit. And I, I would not be surprised if they try to go more in the comic accurate route, uh, similar to what we're seeing them do on The Flash. Um, because how much fun is that going to be when we have a crossover with Superman, you know, Batwoman, you know, Supergirl, <laughs> Flash, and, and Arrow and, looking as close to their comic book counterparts as possible. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can understand that. I will I will say one other thing, too. I don't think – I know people are excited because they've seen pictures of Steven with the 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 beard, the, the signature Green Arrow beard. Um, I think we're only getting that for his time in prison. I yes, think when uh, we, he's we, out, we, he's we know he has shave. shaved his face. He yeah. has shaved his face, and I think they're just now starting filming on the crossover. So by the crossover, the beard is going to be gone. Yeah, um, so my guess is we'll see him with the beard in the suit once, and then he's going to shave. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. That's that's what you're going to get. You're going to see him, see him with the beard in one episode in the suit. Uh, if they just started filming the crossover, that means more than likely – the new suit is appearing in the crossover. Um, well, he said in that tweet, he said he got suited for a new suit for the crossover. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, yeah. So we're going to get that new suit by the crossover. And I think you're right. I think he'll give the fans, because people are already loving the fact that he had the beard. He's going to have Ollie look. He's once, gonna have yeah. it all through the prison. Um, he's going to shave it when he gets out. But I think you're right. I think he's going to pay respect to the fans. And we're going to get at least one time of him wearing the hood with the beard. So um, I will say too, looking at the cast of the season premiere, one of the things I am excited about is there are a lot of returning characters. Uh, we're getting to see Vinnie Jones playing Danny Brickwell again. Uh, Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes is coming back as Derek Sampson. We're going to see um, uh, Kodiak return. Colton Haynes is returning back for the season premiere as he now he's listed as Arsenal. Yeah. So uh, but it's going to be. They've both Colton and Steven have come out and said that this is not a version of Arsenal we're used to seeing. Um, and people are going to have a hard time trying to figure out this ver this this change, this change in Arsenal yeah. in Roy coming back. So I'm very curious to see what exactly that means and what they're going to do with it. Yeah. And I would not be too surprised if also if, again, because we, we talked briefly, you know, I'll save this, that statement for uh, when we wrap up. Okay, so yeah, I, I you know to kind of wrap up everything about Arrow, we, we did have our our differences with um, with season five, season six. I, I think one of the things looking back on everything, other than the poor writing, I I kind of think that one of the things that hurt the season a little bit, while it was great seeing Ali as mayor, I think it kind of took away a little bit, adding the political aspect to it. I think going into this season. We're go, you know, going into Oliver being locked up, which was something that, you know, what's happened in the comic books. And, uh, we got the, we got the beard. I think they're going to pay more homage to the traditional comic book version of Green Arrow and getting back to that, I think is really going to help this show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm, I'm really, really hopeful from everything that I've heard about season seven. I'm really hopeful for season seven. Yeah, I, I think we're we're, we're going to get something special. What do you think about uh, the outsider characters? What do you think we're going to see from them? Are you looking forward to seeing kind of a redemption for them this season? I hope we see that. Um, one of the things I'm confused about is I, I don't know. We do know that Katie Cassidy is coming back and she's going to play into the mix. And I think it's almost going to seem like she's taking over for her father's 
role. Uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, he was interim mayor when Oliver was down. And now, you know, with, with Quentin having been killed off, we might potentially see her take the place of that, which would be a very interesting dynamic to see somebody who's not even up from that earth take control of the city. But I also think, you know, with, uh, with Diaz still out there, which I think is going to play a part later in the season, I, th- I don't think we're going to see him right away in the beginning. I could be wrong. Um, it, I, I kind of got sidetracked. Uh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, I hope we see a redemption from these characters, but I, I don't know what they're going to do with the whole Dinah Laurel aspect. You know, we have two people with the same abilities and only one black canary uh, position to fill. <laughs> well, they're not afraid to kill black canaries in this show. So uh... very true. <laughs> very, very true. So anything can happen. Anything um, can absolutely happen. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I do want to see a redemption. I think um, I think the only character that really needs it, that was Dinah. Um, I think we've we kind of got a redemption from Renee and Curtis by the end of last season. Uh, Renee's still on shaky ground. Curtis, I think, is in, in, in sa- a safe spot by the end of things. Like he he did the least damning stuff. Um, uh, I mean, he, everybody did damning crap last year. Yeah, I, I think in general, though, I think we're I I'm willing to put last season behind me uh, the moment the new season starts. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to have to do this year. Um, that's really going to be the case is you're going to have to turn the other cheek and just look at the season as everything was wrapped up in a tight little bow by the end of last year. Everybody's best friends with everybody else again and always behind bars. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what it is. And I, I'm probably wrong because Ricardo Diaz is listed in the credits of the season premiere. So I'm probably off on that. Uh, we'll see. Well, we, that does not mean much yet. So, um, yeah, so it's a wait and see. But uh, again, um, all I expect for this show is just to, to not be what last season was. That's it. That's not asking for a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just don't don't be as bad as last year. Yeah. Um, which I think is very easy to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Arrow premieres not, not this week coming, but next week, October 15th. Cool. All right, last one of the bunch, Legends of Tomorrow, season four, uh, and doing the um, uh, CW has re- has re- released a synopsis for The Virgin Gary, the season four premiere <laughs> episode of Legends of Tomorrow. After the Legends defeated Malice and wiped the final anachronism from time, they find themselves in unfamiliar territory with the Time Bureau. All that all that changes when Constantine informs Sarah of a new magical threat that leads the team to Woodstock. Constantine thinks he knows how to defeat the new threat, but will need the help of the team and their special klepto talents to help with his spell. Meanwhile, Nate and Rory go on an adventure, leaving Nate facing someone from his past. Brown and Rath, uh, Brandon Rath, Talash, and Jess McKellen also star. Ah, so we're going to see good old Biff Tannen in episode one. Is that so- the one that he... Is is he the? Oh, that's right. It's someone yeah. from Nate's past. Uh huh. Oh, but so uh, 
Yeah, Papa Haywood is coming into the mix uh, in episode one, so it's not a long wait at all. So No, and you know what? And I really hope he gets a character arc where he's in multiple episodes. Oh, it sounds like that's the case. It sounds like this is going to be a big defining season for Nate as a character. So it sounds like he's going to be on his own for a little while this season. If memory serves correctly from some things we read over the summer, uh, that he's going to have a pretty pretty involved arc dealing with his dad this season on his own. Um, and a lot of times when that's happening is when we're going to see a lot more Constantine with the crew. And then we're going to see some Constantine on his own with Nate back in the mix. And then we'll see everybody together is from what I gathered from what they said as far as the showrunners earlier in the, uh, in the year. So now Tom Wilson is not listed in the credits for the Virgin Gary. So that doesn't necessarily mean that he is not going to be in there. IMDb is notorious for leaving things out. Um, when it comes to keeping things a mystery, but, um, and you know what, until you mentioned that I had almost completely forgot he was supposed to be in legends of tomorrow. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty damn sure based on that synopsis, Tom Wilson's going to make an appearance, and even if it's a quick shot at the end of the season, he does is the end of the episode. He does not have legends of tomorrow listed on his IMDB at all, which we know is not true. So right. yeah, something tells me he's, it's most likely going to be that season premiere and IMDB is just holding off on putting that. And just the fact that you mentioned that and you reminded me of that, we watched that back to the future thing before we started doing prep. And in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, about how I met Tom. He was an awesome dude and I want to have him on my podcast. No, I have a reason. Yes, you do. <laughs> I have a reason. I have a reason to reach out to him to get him on the podcast, not only on the spotlight, but on this podcast. I'm super excited and I'm emailing his prep. I'm emailing his PR rep tomorrow. <laughs> and just think about how happen. awesome it is that he's going back into a show about time travel. I know. So. <laughs> I know. Which knowing Tom and knowing because he's a Philly boy too, man. He's that's why I I, I want to talk to him because and that's when I got to meet him that he was loved being home, and uh, he also jokes about like he constantly constantly gets questions about Back to the Future, which he he secretly deep down loves. But yeah. he, he pokes fun at a lot. Mm -hmm. Like he wrote a whole damn song about the questions oh, yeah. he gets. But this is just if he ever shook the questions about time travel and back to the future, they're all coming back being in a show about time travel. Oh, yeah. No, he's he, doing he, it to he, himself. He's, he's doomed. <laughs> <laughs> he's doomed forever to be reminded about Biff. And like I said, just once and you know, he's got to do it. He's got to call Nate Butthead. Uh, you know what's going to happen. You know that's one of the first lines that <laughs> it's going to be in there from the right uh, from the writers. He, Either that or I wouldn't be surprised to see Nate call – or if Nate twists it and calls him a butthead. That would be okay. great. So, that would be fantastic. I'm sorry. I had a geek out moment. It's okay. My, my Back to the Future fandom tied in with Legends of Tomorrow again. Which it does often. <laughs> so, <laughs> very, very often. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's, okay. cool. that's, that's very true. We could see Tom Wilson debut in the season premiere, which would be a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so what is your expectations for these characters? Do you think we're going to see any new new characters join the Wave Rider this year? Outside of the ones we know. We know we're going to see a lot of Nora Dark this year. It sounds like she might even be filling one of those seats for some time. Uh, we know Jess McKellen's coming back in as uh, Agent Sharp. And then we're going to be also seeing Gary make numerous appearances in addition to John Constantine. Uh, but we also know that Maisie Richard Sellers is coming back as that character, Charlie. 
uh, who's kind of wibble wobbling between a good guy and a bad guy throughout the season. I, and too, I think so. she, I think it's already been confirmed. She's a doppelganger of her other character. Yes. Yeah. We, we did find that that officially, but I think it might be from a different timeline uh, aside from a different earth, but also a different timeline. I think she might be more of a modern time. Okay. Um, you know, I could see, I mean, cause we, we do already know that there's one new character being added. I think, uh, we have the wolf creature character, which um, I think is Nazreen Tamaz, I think is the name of the character. Um, or Alaska, you, there's one of two that could be, I, I think it's the, there, there's several different character potentials on who it could be, but I don't know if they've given the character that, that person's name yet. So, okay. All so, right. uh, yeah, we do know there, there is a new character coming in. And I'll tell you one thing I would love to see is I want to see Gary ride the wave rider for a while. <laughs> that I would think, be fun. <laughs> I think it would just be fun. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I could see some new characters coming into the mix. I don't think right away, but, um, I could see some I, characters maybe riding for an episode or two and then leaving and then another one coming in and riding for an episode or two or leaving, uh, while still getting the main stable of characters continuing on throughout it so uh outside of the mythical creatures we know they're going to face this year i know one of your top ones would be a phoenix a phoenix yeah. uh what would you think is what's your next the next favorite you want to see uh them uh, duke it out with um if it if it's counted as mythical uh a hydra uh i was gonna say i would love to see them deal with a loch ness monster <laughs> or bigfoot yeah that uh, sasquatch um, I, we, I think a Loch Ness monster, an episode of them in Scotland dealing with a Loch Ness monster, really and would be amazing. Uh, we know we're they're going to be fighting an evil unicorn at some point early on this season. So yeah, uh, and, and the writers and producers have said that you know they're kind of turning on its head what you know about these mythical characters, like characters that you would think would be good are going to turn out to be evil. Yeah, and, um, you know, and, and the I, other way around. I'm pretty sure I, I think memory serves correctly that that unicorn might be in the premiere episode, too. I think so. it is, actually. Yeah, I think I think you're correct on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm loving the fact that we're not only seeing, you know, John Constantine joining the mix. We're going to see in this premiere episode, we're going to see John Constantine joining the mix facing a unicorn at Woodstock. Only on <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow could you put those three things together and they work. I think, and they all do, and it's it's going to be so much fun, and the reactions of all that are going to be amazing. Like again, the person I can't wait to see him react to dealing with some of this stuff is Mick. Mick's <laughs> reaction to dealing with fighting unicorns is going to be just amazing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm I'm fully on board and incredibly excited. I mean, we don't even know much about we don't know anything about our big bad yet this season. So, um, and that's the cool thing about a couple of these these shows. We, we we know for the couple of them who our big bads are, but Legends, man, they leave you guessing. They leave you guessing to the bitter end sometimes. And you know so. what's, what's interesting enough about Legends of Tomorrow, too, is Legends of Tomorrow is formatted in such a way of being very much like a, a comic book come to life, where it's a different a different story every week. Legends of Tomorrow, I think, out of all the shows, is the one show that could, in essence, get away with really not having a big bad throughout the course of the show. Yeah, they just got to put put the uh, the mythical creatures back in the box. Yeah, uh, by the end of the season, and that could work perfectly I fine mean, too. The big so. bad itself could be the situation that they're in. It doesn't have to be the, a person. Yeah, or a very true. That's very very true. You know, so they, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with this. Yeah, it could be just you know by the end of the season, the the big 
the you know the big come together of everything is them putting the cork back on the bottle. Yeah, most definitely. That 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 could be as simple as it can be. So uh, I'm regardless. Crazy, crazy excited to see what they're going to do. Oh, this I'm year. super excited. So, yeah, uh, yeah. And Epis, uh, Legends of Tomorrow debuts. It makes its return on o- October 22nd. That doesn't seem right. No, I think that's right because again, they're they're doing like a rolling release on a few things. Okay. So, all right. So it'll be the following week, mm-hmm. a little bit yep. later on. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to that too. Um, yeah. Oh God, I did have. Um, oh, I, I did read an article too from the writers and producers of Legends, <clears throat> in that they they. As much as we loved <clears throat> last season, excuse me, uh, season three, they felt the season kind of struggled a little bit around the time of the crossover because, you know, finding a way to get a show about time travel and, and such and finding a way to, to bring those characters back home to make them part of the crossover was actually very tough. So as much as we might be disappointed that they are not part of the crossover this year, uh, they're actually totally fine with it. <clears throat> and they're excited about it because it gives them the opportunity to focus more on their show and not have to find a way to take a departure from it for a short period of time. Right. No, that's very true. So, that's very, very and, true. And I'm okay with that, too. I, I'm actually fully okay with them not being a part of the crossover. Yeah. No, I, I think it's better for their show because, again, they have less time to work their plot through. So uh, give them give them the time that they need to to have the story that they want to tell. So exactly. One of the things I do have to look into because I thought I saw this and I'm not sure if it if it's if I saw it in passing or if it's something I just kind of made up in my head. I feel like the crossover is still going to be four episodes like for some reason i feel like i read somewhere that arrow is going to be a double uh i have not heard anything about that quite yet so uh from what i understand it still does three episodes but it's possible that they could stretch it out a little bit so it's a big wait and see yeah i I don't know uh yeah i guess that's exactly it we're just gonna have to wait it out and see what happens because i'm sure more details of the crossover will uh will come Uh, oh yeah i mean i'm sure it won't be long before we see our first promotional shot of uh of batwoman you know um suited up so i think that's coming soon i think that's definitely gonna come soon for sure uh all right let's jump into the news for the week all right uh so uh not a ton to go over we already touched base on a lot of that titan stuff but let's talk a little bit more about some dc universe stuff uh jeff johns did say at new york comic-con on friday that uh, a couple of little things he did say as far as the multiverse is concerned uh very much expect a multiverse approach to the shows in dc universe while only tonight uh, i think titans and doom patrol are the only connected shows they said um they are allowing all of the writers and producers to connect at any point in time to any other shows running uh and so they said view it as a multiverse so if you feel the need to cross over they said by all means you have every right to do so as you choose uh, they want to make sure that it feels like a true DC universe where anything can happen. So they said pretty much expect that. We did find out a little bit more information, too, regarding uh, Doom Patrol and Titans. Um, at New York Comic Con as well, on the Thursday night preview, uh, Brendan Fraser actually came on and um, announced that Matt Bomber will be coming in uh, and voicing Negative Man, which is pretty damn awesome. Um, every <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> ah, that's the downside about talking for a while. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but it's uh, so uh, we did find out uh, very much officially though that he is coming in to take on that role. 
Uh, but they did say officially some of the actors that portray the Doom Patrol in Titans will not be the same actors that you see in Doom Patrol. Um, the Doom Patrol was still in production while they were doing their work to start their filming for their show, so on and so forth. They've only filmed a handful of episodes so far. Um, but we know not to expect the same people that are going to be playing all these characters or hearing the same voices, but they said it is absolutely the same show. This is kind of one of the things like when you have a backdoor pilot for something that's happening and they're like, Hey, we found somebody that really wants to do this role or somebody that agreed to do this role that was still in negotiations, things like that can change. But they said you, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to transition easily into it. And again, from what they showed already at, of Doom Patrol in a quick preview, after the two episodes of Titans premiered, they said the audience exploded and ate it up. So uh, expect big, big things from that show. It sounds like uh, everybody said Titans was excellent. They said, but Doom Patrol was absolutely amazing. So uh, so it sounds like that is a, a big, huge, huge win. And they showed a lot of better shots off of both Negative Man suit and Robot Man suit. And they said they look great. But man, what an amazing, amazing cast for that show. You now have Matt Bomber. You have Brendan Fraser, you have Timothy Dalton, and uh, Alan Tudyk, and that's just, just that's just a massive cast. Oh, for, yeah. for, for a comic book TV show, absolutely. Um, so I, I'm beyond excited. I know a ton of other people are too. So, uh, and hey, you know that this also means if the, all rumors are true, that uh, Alan Tudyk finally has a great live action role in the DC universe, <laughs> <laughs> and he can wash Powerless oh, away. Yeah. I a show for- that we I always yeah. forget about Powerless. Uh, I think we personally try to make us forget about Powerless. The show was so. so much, so much promise. So much promise and not a lot of fun. No. So, um, but we did also see our first animated teaser of Harley Quinn, and uh, we saw Kelly Coco, uh, if, you know, uh, you know, announced as the voice of the um, actually title character of Harley Quinn. So uh, they did do a lot of digging at uh, DC's expense and Marvel's expense. So it was pretty fun to kind of see some things. They they brought up things like, uh, hey, uh, unlike the actual Deadpool animated series, we're actually coming out was one of the lines from the trailer, <laughs> uh, which was kind of a massive dig and made a lot of people quite sad very quickly. But, hey, uh, you know what? I think we're, we're in for a treat. The show looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. We also saw in that trailer... Diedrich Bader making an appearance as Batman and the voice of Batman. Um, <laughs> which is fantastic. Which we haven't seen him uh, go to that role since uh, it was uh, the uh, Scooby-Doo meets Batman Brave and the Bold. So really excited to see him kind of jumping into the fray. We have found out a few additional people that will be doing some voices. Uh, we don't know the specifics yet. Uh, but uh, if we skim down here, if you bear with me, uh, because there's a lot, a lot of names. So. Uh, impressive cast such as Lake Bell from Wet Hot America in Summer. Uh, we've also she was in Children's Hospital. Alan Tudyk is also going to be appearing uh, as is Ron Funches. So two oh, powerless I love alumni. Funches. Uh, JB Smooth from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Jason Alexander, Wanda Sykes, Giancarlo Esposito, Natalie Morales, Jim Rash, Diedrich Bader, Tony Hale, Chris Maloney, and the list just goes on and on. Oh I God. mean, it's. It's an impressive. These are all just for Harley Quinn. This is all for Harley Quinn. That's amazing. Uh, So this is pretty awesome to see because, again, um, a lot of these people have previously made appearances in some things, too. Like Alan Tudyk, uh, in addition to uh, this powerless, has voiced numerous characters in the animated films. Uh, Chris Maloney was in Man of Steel. Giancarlo Esposito was Batman Assault on Arkham. Uh, So just an awesome, awesome, awesome list here. 
Uh, and obviously, everybody knows Dietrich Bader uh, as his roles as well. Tony Hale recently was the voice of Joker in Batman, uh, Batman Ninja. Uh, not a, a fan favorite of ours, but no. I mean, again, <laughs> seeing people like Wanda Sykes and like Jim Rash, uh, I mean, like, man, like they just, the list just goes on and on. It's an impressive, impressive list of, uh, of folks that are going to be in this, uh, in this project. So it and, makes it even more exciting. And I will say too, with, uh, Kelly Cuoco being the voice of Harley, which I know a lot of people were kind of skeptical about. And I think she's going to do a great job as Harley Quinn. Uh, but you know, with Big Bang Theory ending and such, I would not be surprised if in further progression of Harley Quinn, we see some of the cast of Big Bang kind of reunite with her. Uh, you know, Simon Helberg or, uh, Mayan Bialik, Johnny Galecki, Jim Parsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear their voices pop up at some point as well. Yeah, I would not be shocked. So uh, one of the other kind of fun things to kind of tied to uh, some of this conversation was uh, Britton Thwaites, who uh, is our star in Titans playing uh, Dick Grayson. Uh, oddly enough, the reason why he uh, was one of the first people they tapped was he actually auditioned for the role of, get this, Tim Drake in Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns' Batman movie. That was originally on the books before Matt Reeves took over the project. So he was actually already uh, getting involved in uh, potentially playing a, a, a iteration of Robin. So, but that makes it very interesting to know that uh, that he would have been in the uh, in that film. So it would have been our first you know view of a Robin character in that uh, DC world that we we know of currently. That's still maybe in motion. We have no idea anymore. Yeah, so. it's such a back and forth. As, yeah, Shad call, I, as Shad calls it, a Ross and Rachel. Yeah, that will they, won't they. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's the will they, won't they of will the DC universe continue, or is it, uh, w- or will will uh, good old Ben Affleck uh, appear as that character one more time? Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, he has stated that he wants to make one more appearance as this character in this universe after coming out of rehab. So uh, anything happen can anything can happen. Anything. Can and happen he is out this. of rehab now. He is, he is. And he did say that, um, you know, everybody says he's in great shape. Um, he, he's looking good. He, he's, he feels like he's back on top. And, uh, there's been rumors that he was recently at, at Warner Brothers, um, discussing some things. Nobody knows what that oh, was. Oh, no. Like I said, that's not rumor. He was confirmed to be at Warner Brothers. It's just a matter of what were they discussing. What, they, what were they discussing? Yeah. So, but he does, did say apparently one of the big things that led him into that thought process of wanting to make one more run. At the character was uh, watching what is happening with uh, the Joker film uh, with Joaquin Phoenix is that it really inspired him to really want to make one more one more appearances to this character. So. Uh, so jumping into some other interesting news, uh, Birds of Prey, uh, we have uh, one new piece of casting, which is Rosie Perez has been cast as Renee Montoya, which is kind of a surprise to go older actress uh, to take on that role. So. I'm not quite sure if we're just going to see her as a cop or if we're going to see her as a grizzled version of a question, a version of the question that's been um, out out there and, you know, patrolling Gotham City on her own uh, for some time. So it's a big wait and see if they're going to have her as that role as somebody that's taken over the role of Vic, uh, that Vic Sage once held. So um, nobody really quite knows what to expect from Perez uh, in this role. But uh, um Again, it's it's not bad casting whatsoever. She's a great actress. It's just a question of uh, what they do with her, what, what they do with her role in this film. So, yeah. Um, and uh, the last huge big piece of uh, this week 
is the trailer that everybody didn't want to end. And it was a long trailer, too. It was like five, got, like five minutes we, and 20-some seconds, I think. It's a five-minute long extended preview. They even said preview, not even trailer, for Aquaman, uh, which gave us a long part of a fight sequence that we see with uh, both Mera and uh, Arthur uh, kind of running from Black Manta and some other folks uh, that are uh, that are working for Orm, is my guess. Uh, so very interesting to watch. Like I said, it was, uh, then we got a lot of beautiful underwater sequences, a lot of great banter between Mara and Arthur. Uh, in addition to uh, our first uh, visual looks at Nicole Kidman, uh, a little bit clearer and seeing a little bit more backstory. But man, this is a uh, this is shaping up to be something special. And of course, ending that trailer the way that everybody wanted to see with a classic orange and green Aquaman suit, which looks phenomenal. Yes, it does. Um, and it's, and I loved even to, uh, Jason Momoa on his, I think it was his Twitter account or his Instagram, uh, said, let's see anybody make fun of Aquaman now. <laughs> and, and that was, everybody's like, nope, you win. <laughs> so, well, I, one um, of the other things I want to say about that trailer too, uh, is Black Manta looks awesome. Yeah, he looks just stunning. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really blown away with the visual look that James Wan has achieved so far with this. Uh, you know, again, very, very CG heavy film, but uh, it's got a very great fantasy uh, fantasy look to it. And it looks like we're, we're getting almost this King Arthur story too, uh, kind of blended with the Aquaman lore, which is, again, there's a lot of ties when you look at those two stories. Uh, between Arthur Curry's origin and then looking at, you know, the once and future king. And um, I, I think we're going to see something uh, potentially very special here. Uh, I, I'm very, very curious to see how this is going to play out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that does it for the news this week. Cool. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, 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 I told you earlier, I expected a little bit more at a New York Comic Con, but then you reminded me New York Comic Con is not exactly the place where they reveal a, a lot of a lot of things, but you know, we did get some cool stuff in the form of previews and things like that. And I know, uh, the reviews being good on Titans is really promising. And I know I'm looking forward to watching that this week. Yeah. Um, so. yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped about it. And it's actually a double Titans week this week. Um, I'm going to give my recommendation right off the bat because I almost forgot aside from getting ready to watch Titans this coming Friday. Uh, the other thing you should also be watching is Titans related, which is, Teen Titans Go to the Movies gets released on digital uh, this Tuesday. So yeah, it's not until did, Blu-ray until the 30th. Yeah, until the end of the month. But if you haven't had the opportunity yet to watch that in a theater, now's your chance on Tuesday when it is released on VOD. So make sure to give it a chance, rent it uh, any way that you can, uh, because it is definitely worth your time if you're a hardcore DC fan. Absolutely. And I know you and or I... Honestly, been- if you if you have kids and you want to introduce them, to uh to dc this is a great way to do it and there's a lot of great great humor um that touches back to everything from uh the christopher reeves superman so yeah you and i have been like highly anxiously anticipating this release yeah you could say that (laughs) (laughs) we've been like ever since we went to that screening we've been highly craving watching this movie again and i can't wait that we finally get to do it this week i know i i'm 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 beyond beyond excited so (laughs) it's so it's so weird that we're this highly anxious for a kid's movie is it is it though (laughs) yes it is yeah it really is it's kind of disturbing but i don't care i i I need this I, i need another watch of this um it's it's been a it's been a crazy last couple days so 
uh, now's the time for it to get a good laugh again. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. So, um, all right. Let's do a couple of recommendations, followed by our cheap plugs, and we'll get out of here for this week. Um, what's your recommendation this week? I just gave them. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm not paying. Sorry. It's That's okay. right. You did the Teen Titans. Um, um, you know, we were doing so well. <laughs> and then I screwed it up. It's okay. We bumpy start, bumpy end. Yeah, that's all right. My recommendation, <laughs> however, um, is something you shouldn't do, and that's see Venom because it's just okay. Save it for Redbox or home cable watching, viewing, whatever. It's. I'm not saying that because it's not a DC movie. You know me by now at this point. If you've been listening for a while, I say the same damn things about DC movies I don't like. Um, I went to an advanced screening of it on Wednesday. I know it's going to make money this weekend because people are going to go see it. It's Venom. It's Tom Hardy. It is what it is. It's okay. And that's all it is. It's nothing great. Didn't blow me away. It, um, as I was telling Rob when we were doing show prep, this would have fit better in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man era, not the Tom Holland. And yeah, everybody says it feels very dated. It is. It's very dated for a movie that just came out. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, has its moments. There are some moments where the CGI kind of blew me away a little bit, where I was like, wow, holy shit, that's really Venom. But I, I one of the, the biggest criticisms I heard is said, hey, remember Alien versus Predator? And when you watched the Predator and the Alien fight, you're like, I can't see anything or make out what is happening. That is exactly how it is. There are moments when Venom and Riot are fighting and you just within a second of the fight starting, you get lost. And you're like, what am I looking at? Because it's just a mess. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the things that was one of the, my earliest criticisms when I found out I was like, Riot's the big bad. I'm like. How's that going to look? Because Venom is black, Riot is a dark blue, and on screen, that's going to look like a mess of ink. They blend together. spilled all over the screen, yep. and it's going to look messy. Um, if that's that's a case where they said you either you Scream or Carnage or somebody that's a vastly different color. Like, Scream would have been perfect. You have that perfect yellow, you know, symbiote look. Which would have would which would have worked well. I mean, I, I heard we get a nice nod to another classic Venomy character. Um, that somebody else that dons the symbiote for a quick moment. But uh, and I heard a you know obviously stick around to the end because yeah you know of course. Well, I will uh, I will say stick definitely stick around to the end because there is a mid credit scene which is the little teaser that you were just mentioning mm-hmm. of a particular character being introduced for a sequel if it gets it. If it gets it, um, um, and a very interesting get too for that character. Yes, um, but I will say stick around to the. If you are a Spider-Man fan, uh, because Spider-Man is not a part of Venom, I will say stick around to the very <laughs> the end. The weirdest thing that they've done, they did in this actually was this. Um, oh, so you know about this? I do, and it's very similar to what they did at Teen Titans, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, stick around to the very end of Venom because you get an extended um, preview of. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which is the Miles Morales Spider-Man, which looks phenomenal. Yeah, which is a odd odd connection too that you 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 bring that up because uh a lot of people are picking out in the last trailer for that film uh that the Peter Parker from that movie is the Peter it's Parker Tobey from the Tobey Tobey Maguire. Yeah. 
Um, they they nod almost every single thing that happened um, in his his series. Yep, so. you see Doc. You see his interaction with Doc Ock and stopping the subway train. You see the upside down kiss with Mary Jane. Uh, yeah, they've they've pretty much hinted that the Spider Man because it is a Spider Man from a different. It is the Spider Verse, so it is a different Spider Man from a different universe. Uh, it, it's the Peter Parker from a different universe because the Peter Parker from Miles's universe is dead. So this is a Peter Parker from another universe, and that's what they are toying with is the fact that this is the Peter Parker from the Tobey Maguire films. That and of course we we, we got Peter Parker, Spider Ham, Peter Parker, uh, and we get uh, Nicholas Cage as Spider as Noir Spider Man. Yeah, I love and it. it. Sounds like there's going to be a couple other ones and making some appearances. It sounds like Spider Gwen. Yep. Right. Um. You know. And uh. Yeah. I'm very very curious. It sounds like I believe John Mulaney is doing the voice of uh, Peter Porker. So <laughs> that's kind of fun. Yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I'm looking forward to it. It looks really good. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, it looks like it could be a very fun movie. Uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, movie theater worthy, but uh, it looks like it could be really cool. I'll probably go see it in theaters. I think it'll be fun. Uh, one more thing before we give our cheap plugs and we get out of here. Of course, we want to let you know about the Extra Life event that we have coming up in less than a month, actually, at this point. Um, Rob has already met his goal. I'm close, but I still have a little bit more ways to go. And we have these great prizes that we want you guys to be able to win. Uh, we have the... Batman Arkham Knight statue signed by Kevin Conroy. Uh, we're going to give away an annual subscription to DC Universe, which is great timing with all these shows starting to prepare and, and running for the course of the next year, if not beyond. You're getting uh, a lot of good content and shows for doing this. So uh, it, this is a... Uh... This is well worth entering. Yeah. Really, really well worth entering. Uh, this is our 24-hour gaming charity event that we do every year in which raises money for Children's Miracle Network, more specifically Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which is where we're based. 100% of the proceeds go directly to Children's Miracle Network to get forwarded directly on to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And we always feel great about doing this. So if you want to donate, there are ways you can do that. The biggest way is to just go to extralife.org. In the top, you can look for players. You can search my name, Ben Beck and donate uh, the amount there. If you want to know how you can win uh, or what you get for donating, the, the chances that you get, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash DC Primetime, and just scroll down a little bit. We'll bump it back up, too. Yeah, uh, we, we might run a little ad on there to make sure that gets a lot of visibility over the next uh, couple weeks because it's uh, just three weeks away. Um, but I do have that uh, post up right now looking at it. Uh, so for raffles... So when you do go over to extralife.org and uh, search for Ben Beck, when you donate, make sure to write primer, uh, P-R-I-M-E-R. Uh, and uh, that way we know that you're entering this raffle um, for 10 every ten dollar. Well, for ten dollars, you get one ticket. Uh, basically, what we kind of view it as because this year it technically does fall into a 25 hour uh, a year because of daylight savings time being that week. Uh, but because we start on Friday and roll into Saturday, it's really only 24, but we'll probably go over. We always do. We always do. Uh, yeah. But think of it as kind of like a dollar an hour uh, is the best way to view it. So for every dollar, uh, so it's 25 bucks, you're getting five tickets, $50, 10 tickets, $75, you're getting 18 tickets, 100 bucks, you get 30 tickets, 125, we'll give you 45 tickets. For 150, 65, and for 200 dollars, we'll give you a whopping 200 tickets to enter in to win. Um, again, we will have more stuff to give away. Uh, I found out some cool things too. So the person that was kind enough to donate that that Batman uh, Arkham City statue and that Arkham Origin statue, 
inside those boxes is also other things like DVDs and things like that. So um, we'll have some other things to give away that will be attached to them. So uh, well, well, well worth it. And uh, I think Ryan C. Roll, as you mentioned, uh, will be donating some art to us. Yes, he will. We'll be definitely be giving away. Uh, you and me might be doing a hoodie or two for DC Primetime. Or a T-shirt, or with our fancy new logo that we uh, we need to start using a lot more of because it's yeah. a it's a gorgeous logo. I love that logo. Yeah, and kind um, of like an amalgamation of stuff you and I both came up with. And yeah, man, and uh, uh, put together I, my brain, looks great. I, my brain kind of wants to make a summertime logo now too for to find a way to mesh Titans and Harley <laughs> Quinn and Black Lightning and Doom Patrol and all these things into interesting ways. But I have no idea how to do it because a lot of those don't have logos. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the full breakdown on how you can donate and what you get for donating, I actually just pinned it to the top of our Facebook page. Uh, so you can go to our Facebook page and you'll see it'll be the first post that you see. The full breakdown of how you can go about donating and what you get for donating is right there. But we highly encourage you to do so. Um, because again, we want you guys, we, we paid for these prizes. Uh, out of our own pocket. These weren't donated to us. I, I went when I met Kevin Conroy. I paid for the autograph to have him sign it and, and such. So we, we're we doing this because we want you to have these prizes for helping us to raise money. Yeah. So yeah, and that's, that, that's how much this charity event means to us. And we kind of want to share that with you guys. So go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash DC Primetime, and it'll be the first uh, first post right at the top. You can find out all the information on how to do it. Absolutely. So, uh, but that's it. Yeah. Um, so and, and on top of the Facebook page, um, you can check out this podcast as well as all other podcasts on the Next Level Podcast Network, facebook.com slash next level radio uh, online, as well as our uh, webpage, www.nextlevelradioonline.com. And you can always find me at the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, also on next, uh, like nextlevelradioonline.com. And through there, you'll be able to find an upcoming episode. That'll be our new Halloween episode, which I think we're going to try to uh, record either this coming week or the week following. It'll probably be in two weeks um, because, again, we are in hardcore prep for Extra Life. And uh, I have a couple big things that need to get done before the event this week alone. So I will be uh, scrambling on Monday and Tuesday to make sure that gets wrapped up and things get in the mail to where they need to go and all that fun jazz. But we will definitely <laughs> be uh, recording again very, very soon. We had to take that break last month uh, just because of life. Uh, it happens. But uh, we will uh, be back on track very soon. Again, it'll be our Halloween episode followed up the month after that with our Mel Brooks episode. And then... Uh, Something interesting for Christmas, I'm sure. So I would not be surprised to see us revisit a previous topic because, uh, man, uh, we've got a crazy month of movies in December. So, yeah, um, I was just trying to confirm something and it doesn't look like it's there yet. But uh, by the time you're hearing our voices next week, not only will we be streaming online and on uh, iTunes and Google Play, but we will also be on Spotify. So we are adding and expanding uh, our presence online to get an even bigger audience as well. So once we're on Spotify, we'll let you guys know so you can share that with people as well. So we can, uh, so other people who, uh, can find new ways to listen to us, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, a little fun update, uh, as right now for Extra Life, our little team has raised $2,950. So we are a little under our halfway goal for what everybody was hoping to achieve for this year. So, uh, just a, big wait and see on where is the next point but i actually think maybe that has changed because i think a couple people just received donations so we may just be right over three thousand now so pretty awesome cool yeah 
Uh, and again, every amount goes, every dollar goes right to Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. So we're always happy about that. Um, yeah, so cheap plugs out of the way, recommendations out of the way. I think that just about wraps it up. Next week, that, we're, yep. Well, next week, we're going to be bringing you, uh, the season premiere of The Flash. So we are back to business next week. And Titans, um, Titans, and, Titans. Yep. In addition to that, we're going to be talking to you about the season premiere of Titans at the same time. So uh, be sure to join us next week. Thank you for joining us this week. A special thanks once again to our friend George Shaw for providing the music uh, that you hear at the beginning and the end of this podcast. Be sure to check him out, georgeshawmusic.com, right? Yep. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, but until next week, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace. <laughs>